Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com, where each week we feature another conversation with a stage performer where we delve into what makes them tick as artists and we get a peek at what it's like behind the scenes. This week, we are honored to feature Sarah Faith. Sarah is an artist-songwriter that builds her musical catalog and sound around her life's experiences. As an independent Americana artist, Sarah has been strongly influenced by a diverse musical background, including blues and roots rock, folk, alternative country, and indie rock genres. Sarah released her debut album, Lessons from the Archives, in June 2021. She is also the winner of Goodyear's nationwide competition, From Garage to Glory, which afforded opportunities like performing twice at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, singing the national anthem at the 2022 Cotton Bowl, and so much more. And, by the way, what you heard today as our intro is a segment from Sarah's hit, I Can't. So let's welcome Sarah. Welcome, Sarah Faith, yeah. to Living in the Limelight. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am, too. I've been wanting to talk to you um, kind of in this kind of setting for a long time because, um, as some of you know that are listening, um, she was a performer in the 2022 show of Georgia Has Talent. And when you have a show of any caliber, back me up on this uh, when I'm done, but it's there's no chance. There's no chance to connect with anyone because you're you're either you're performing or you're visiting and then poof, everyone's gone. So um, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Is that true? Is that characteristic of when you go and gig somewhere? Um, do you walk away kind of like, oh, I wish I'd seen that person or whatever? Um, or do you get to kind of get your full connections when you go do shows? No, I feel so guilty of this and I feel like I should learn my lesson. Like I'm always like, yeah, come, it'll be cool to see you and hang out. And then I'm always like in my car after so like feeling guilty. Like I didn't hang out with that person at all, but it's like this is the nature of the beast. And I don't know if I'm ever going to like wise up to the fact that like y'all can come hear all the dumb things I say on stage at my show. But for all the times that I promise you that we're going to hang out, like I'm just bold faced lying to you. Not on purpose. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. the way it is. I know, and that actually that brings another question I was thinking about before we got on here together is um, kind of that balance between being a, a local regional artist and having some good intimate shows and going super big. In in your mind, which do you think, because uh, this is what I envision, I, I'm not that person, but let's just pick someone, I don't know, let's say Taylor Swift, okay. And you have all the glitz and glamour and you have this show and then you there's no time I guess you're doing promotional stuff or you go back and rest and whatever I can only imagine things are exaggerated as you get more into the limelight as to the draw of your personal life like you can't have that time with your animals at home for example like when you go on tour how do the how do the animals handle that you know and if you were to get superstar famous what would you really miss that portion of it? And could you, do you think you, would, would you scale it back on purpose or how do you think you'd handle it? Yeah, that's actually a really good question because people, whoever's listening, like if you don't know anything at all about me, first you have to know that I have a mini farm at my house. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of suburbia, I have a pony and two goats in my backyard and it's just such a blessing to be able to see them every single day. Um, and I'm also a little bit of a helicopter mom. Like I am the person that like leaves no like pages of notes, like, um, well, my dog likes to eat this food and she likes it this way. And you know, like it's really obnoxious. Um, I have some really good people in my corner that I trust. Like if I go out of town, I have a really great boarding facility okay. um, in Kentucky that I love and use and they take care of my animals as if they're their own. So I'm just really fortunate to have that in my network. Um, also, if it's a solo trip, I have a great support system at home. Um, Matthew is really great about understanding that like, I'm just like a little bit crazy about the animals and, <laughs> He's like, don't worry, babe. I've got it under control. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I just, or else I won't be able to concentrate on what I have to do, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it is a little bit, um, and I do, I am a little bit of a homebody. So, I mean, I do love, like, being at home, like, with my family and, like, with my animals and all that stuff. So, it's 
it's definitely a, a trade-off, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and to speak to that, I, you know, of course, I follow you on social media, and I see this. You're a DIYer. Like, you are, you jump right in, and this is maybe speaking to your creative side, and I, I want to think I'm similar because I love projects around the house. Like, my wife will say, hey, let's do this, let's build this, and it's boom. It's it's in process, but I'm, I'm at the store buying the stuff before we can even say, hey, can we afford this? And I see you posting, like, your studio. I'd love for you to talk about that, your new um room that you've created for your creations and your and your art but um does that pump you up as much as creating a song or does it get you what what drives you to to go into those things because you you clearly have an energy toward it yeah i think honestly it's you know you hear the the age-old saying like jack of all trades master of none well Mm. i feel like i'm determined to be the jack of all trades period (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's like my toxic trait. I'm like, oh, well, I can just paint this and I can just build that and I can cook this and I can, what you know, I just, I'm like all over the place. Um, it is a little bit, uh, I think it goes, kind of comes with the territory to some mm-hmm. extent. Um, it's like I, I create music, I write music, I, I write the whole thing. I write the words, I write the chords. Right now I'm producing my own record. Like I, nice. it, it's like, um, completely takes over my brain and my actions. Um, and then, you know, when I'm a little bit spent in the songwriting, I'm like, okay, well, what's another thing that I can work on that can exercise me in another way? Um, and I feel like if I look back at myself historically, like I've kind of always been that way. I've always known how to, you know, do arts and crafts, like, you know, making jewelry and like braiding things and creating hemp jewelry and just like all these different, like avenues of like expressing my creativity. I've always been a kind of a, I don't know, like a wacky dresser, I guess. Like I've mm-hmm. never really had like a go with the flow sense of style. Like I've always kind of, kind of paved my own way that way. So I just have like all these different ways of expressing myself and they just kind of manifest themselves in different avenues, I guess. Yeah. So it, I, that's the way I picture it. Um, even in the car. So you share, um, where you're going and what you're doing in the car and you're constantly thinking out loud. And it seems to me that you have an innate need for expression in one way or the other, just kind of like surges out of you. And uh, do you think that fundamentally that's what drives um, music for you? Like for wanting, because I hear people all the time who are maybe just beginning in, in music or in performance and like, Oh, it's so hard. And it's, it's more in the negative realm. And they're like, I don't, I hate practicing two hours a day. It's the 180 opposite for you. I feel when I see you, you, you're like, I just can't wait to express more in, in your guitar development. I know that's been a new thing for you. I think for about a year and a half or so, two years where you, you're just like, you know, I'm going to do this. And, uh, I started, you, you started posting videos about, you know, certain chords. And then now you are actually <laughs> on stage with some of your friends as a supporting guitarist. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah. Is that all? Which is crazy. I still, I still feel like that's like, I'm like, why would you ask me? But I don't say that <laughs> out loud because I don't want them to like, feel like they can't trust me. Like you can trust me. I will work my face off for you. But I just, you know, six years ago when I started really hitting this guitar thing hard, I thought it would be cool to play for other people, but I didn't think it would ever actually happen. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think that whatever that is, if, if you could find it inside your soul or your body, it's probably the the source and the ember that kind of has pushed you in all these different directions. And thankfully for us into music, because um, I mean, hemp jewelry is not really my thing, <laughs> but I can <laughs> certainly appreciate your music and um, and I love it. And I I think that we, you know, those who you know you and are and listen to you are so thankful that that is a direction that you felt pulled in um so let's move into a little bit about social media because this is always a topic that um is tricky for some people because and and i could use my own kind of family as a situation um some of us are creators and some of us are doers i'm more of a doer and i'm not that artistic in my mind uh my wife on the other hand she is all over the place about creation and she can create anything similar to you but she needs sometimes me to kind of do certain tasks to help it happen. So how do you as an artist, as as a creator, as a pusher of things into the universe, how do you handle the, I don't want to call them mundane things, but the 
the behind the scenes of getting your thoughts out, like the the dials and the buttons of, of mixing and the and the creating of a post for social media. Is that something you also cherish and and love to do or is it something that you're like, ah, okay, I've got this great idea. Oh God. Yeah. What is it like? Um well I I will welcome the word mundane. Um <laughs> And I will not accept the word cherish. I think I'll take, okay. take that one and maybe do something else. <laughs> um, so social media and I have a very interesting relationship. Um, at shows, I'm guilty of saying you can find me on social media where I throw myself under the bus as often as possible because if I have to do it, I might as well have fun with it. <laughs> That's kind of my relationship with social media. It, it's... Uh, I feel like a necessary evil in today's like creative climate. Unfortunately, um, I don't have the patience to sit there and learn everyone's TikTok dances. Um, <laughs> I don't even have the patience to like really follow any trends, to be honest. Uh-huh. And it's the same as writing songs or playing guitar or getting dressed in the morning or whatever I feel like doing with my hair on that given day. Like the only way I can make myself be okay with the fact that I have to create social media or, or I don't have to, I could not, I could mm-hmm. just not. Um, but the way that I've made my peace with it is I just allow myself to kind of be as ridiculous as I want with it yeah. or whatever. Um, I, I feel like it's very tempting and very difficult for me to um, kind of want to and plus get over the idea of chasing that viral thing that everyone's chasing. We're all mm-hmm. trying to be relevant and we all want to be in everybody's feed and we want a thousand million followers and oh my God, they have more likes than me and they have more followers than me and blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah. I have been guilty, like very guilty of letting that tamper with my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've got to, you know, sometimes watch that Um because I've had, you know, I've battled mental health things my entire life. And if I start letting social media impact my mental health, we've got a bigger problem on our hands. Absolutely. Um, so I've had to be really conscious about how I use my social media and what I, what I look at. You know, I limit my scrolling as much as possible. I've got like a, a timer. <laughs> I learned this oh, from my yeah. friend Gretchen. Um, she runs this really amazing course and one of the little mini courses that she offered was called from dreams to screens. And it was like literally about like, okay, you're chasing your dreams. And I know that social media is a big component of that, but you don't have to spend your life on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes as an artist, it gets tempting to like spend our life on it and we scroll it and we compare and we're like, Oh, that person's doing that. And Oh my God, that makes me mad or sad or jealous or whatever. Um, And I think that creates a lot of blockage and a lot of resentment within the creative field. Um, so I've just had to try to limit that entering into my atmosphere because, you know, otherwise I'm going to be borderline useless and, and not be able to really create the things that I feel I'm put here to make, you know? Absolutely. And, and, it, and that's sage advice really almost for everyone because, um, I deal with high schoolers on a daily basis and talk about addiction to scrolling um, oh, it's, God, it's I can't point, even imagine. Oh, God bless you. Okay, it's to the point where if they've got the AirPods in and they're scrolling, they are so removed from reality that it's dangerous. I've seen people bump into walls. I've tried to get people's attention, and they're just totally out of it. And it can, it can, it can absorb you quickly. There's so much entertaining content, so to speak, out there that um, you could just mindlessly scroll. And I love that idea of, of keeping a timer and I think, too, the, the balance of creation and putting it there versus absorbing it. Um, and, of course, you want to support your fellow um, artists, so there's some of that. And that's I, that's actually how we met um, because it was through social media and Instagram. So I, I wouldn't throw it all away with the, you know, uh, away from everything because it has its values. But if you, um, if you get too embedded in it, it can't, you're right, it can be an issue. And it's definitely like a delicate balance too, because like as much as I'm like, I don't want to scroll because I don't want to, you know, get my brain into a place where it shouldn't be. Like I'm pushing content out so that people who are scrolling can like run across my stuff. So it's yeah. like, 
I feel like I'm sometimes feeding into the exact beast that I just don't know that I necessarily support. Um, so I guess that's probably another part of why I try to be so, I don't know, Authentic. real. Um, yes. So that when people come across my stuff, they're not like, oh my God, she has the perfect life. Like, no, I want you to understand that my life is a wreck. <laughs> and if you'd run across my stuff, you've come across a person that like is a wreck. <laughs> just like you. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna be okay, and like it's okay for us to show up this way. Like it's fine. Exactly, I think that's a charm. Um, at least for some people, some people are looking for that perfect golden palace kind of stuff, and they're and they're watching the polished videos. But I, as a as a viewer and absorber of that, am totally appreciative because I can relate. Because all of our lives are a wreck in one way or another, and if I see, you know, oh wow, she goes and sings in front of twenty thousand people, and then the next day she's feeding her goat, it really it it brings yeah. it home. Literally, like I sometimes I look at like a few videos that have been online of me in the last like year or so, like doing different things that I've been like so blessed to be a part of. And then I'm just like, but I mean, really, <laughs> people need to understand that like for as, you know, impressive or whatever as the things I have been fortunate to be able to do are like, I'm just as and as impressed like sometimes it's like that's amazing that that gets to be part of my life but it is part of my life like I still have a family and I have a farm and I don't get dressed every day and I you know mm -hmm. go to the grocery store just like everybody else and it's just like what's that and you get out and play soccer sometimes too right yeah sometimes I play soccer and, <laughs> and you know I'm actually like later tonight we're in a, I play golf. So we're in a golf simulator league for this winter. So it's just, you know, it's like, I don't know. I feel really lucky and really blessed, but also like if ever people are like, Oh my God, your life is so like, I'm just like, understand that like, it's the same. Like we're the same. Yeah. I just, I don't know if whoever's passionate about, you know, people that are passionate about healthcare, like mm -hmm. people that are passionate about helping people in that way. Like, I'm passionate about helping people through music. It's it's just, it's a similar mental health helping people. That's just what I'm passionate about, and the and the method and the medium that I have been moved to create. Absolutely, and you have your doctors and nurses who are passionate, and when they're on the job, they're on the job, and they're making the difference, and then they go home to their families too. And I, that's kind yeah. of got back to the original question of so if you grew, if your popularity you know, just went exponential. And would you, like I said, purposely sort of scale it so that you could maintain those things um, because you, you, you want them as part of your life and you want to keep them and you want to keep that um, variety and the balance where, what sort of decisions could you envision making? Or would you just say, Oh my gosh, this is great. Let's go for the ride. Cause you also seem to be like, you know, let's see what happens kind of person too. Would you, if yeah. fame just jumped in your face um, like it did. And the next point I was going to talk to you about was Goodyear and that contest and get you into that a little bit. But when that happened, okay, we can go into that, that contest and you were as a nationwide contest and you were selected as their winner. You, you were thrust into a little bit of a limelight, so to speak. And they put you up in the Goodyear blimp and, and you got to do that rock and roll hall of fame stuff. Talk about how that maybe changed and how you, did you have like any sense of, Oh wow, this is so much I'm missing my whatever, or was it enough for you to kind of tolerate and enjoy? Well, I feel like the way that that all happened, um, like for instance, you see like touring musicians, they go out for like months at a time and they're mm -hmm. playing every other night and you know, they're on the tour bus and then they're in a hotel and then they're here, you know, basically they are on the tour bus and if they're not on the tour bus, they're, maybe like at soundcheck, but then they're back on the tour bus and then they play a show and then mm -hmm. go back on the bus and they drive all night to another city and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and I've really had to kind of think about what I want my life to look like because I do have ambitions of traveling around and playing music in all different kinds of places. Um, but I also know that my family life is very important to me. So like for instance, with the Goodyear thing, the way that those opportunities were kind of spread out, it felt like I was able to say yes to them easily uh -huh. because, um, you know, there was 
the stuff that was going on in October, and then there was some more stuff in December, and then well, and, and then you know, some more stuff happened in February. I see. Now, okay. do I think that once this like gets rolling and like I'm able to make a career out, like you know, it is a career right now, but like you know, I I, I would like a little more steam than every <laughs> other month, obviously. Right. Um, but I I do think that um, like you're saying, like there is a balance. Um, I, I have thought long and hard about, you know, people are like, oh, when you get big and famous, don't forget me. And, and that to me looks like, you know, the big arenas and the stadium shows and all that stuff. And I honestly, I've never really like had dreams of that. And I've never really envisioned myself as a tiny dot on a stage of people in the nosebleeds. Like, I'm sure that's awesome. You know, I'm sure that people that get to do those things, I'm sure they love it and I'm sure it's really great. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, um, I just don't know that that's what I want. Like I, you know, I'm friends with a couple of people that are kind of in that kind of situation and, mm -hmm. you know, to be out in public with them and, and they are stopped all the time. Like, Oh, I don't want to be that guy, but can I just grab a picture really quick? And it's like, I mean, but you are being that guy right? Just <laughs> like, <define it. laughs> for as much as you just said, I don't want to be that guy. Like you're literally being that guy. Like, Absolutely. I just want to be able to like live my life at the same time. And I don't know, like, if there's a happy medium that I can create in the middle of that, then I'm like totally game for that. I've not been, I've been called out in public one time and it was like such a freak weird thing. They were like, Oh my God, are you Sarah? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's got like a cool feeling to it, but at yeah. the same time, like if that was my daily life and I couldn't like just go to the store in my sweats without people being like, Oh my God, you know, I just, I just don't feel like I, it's not about the same for me. It never has been. It's just about creating music that is, music that I kind of need when I'm in my situation mm -hmm. and, and hoping that it reaches the people that it needs. And I think that's kind of exactly the motivation behind, um, the tour that I'm creating. Yeah, I was going to um, talk about that. For, Bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. For 2023, I'm looking to create my own tour. And this is something I've been wanting to do for five years. Um, and I think, you know, hopefully I'm answering your question, but I think it, it plays right into that work life balance that I really crave um, because I do love being home and I love my family. Um, but I also love performing and I love creating music and I love creating relationships with people around the music that I'm creating. And as an independent artist, it's like so hard to fight the radio game and fight the, mm -hmm. you know, the bar game and like, putting my resume together and being like, Hey, like, this is what I've done. Like I did this stuff with Goodyear and I went to the rock and roll hall of fame and I sang the anthem at the cotton bowl in front of God knows how know, many people. It's a really good resume. I like, didn't even know they were going to televise it. So I don't even know how many people that anthem was in front of, but then there's people that, you know, like I go to a certain market and I'm like, you know, there's literally people in my inbox that are asking me like, can you come to this city? And I'm like, sure. Let me try to find some venues in that city. Mm -hmm. And those people are like, okay, well, what's your draw in this particular city? I'm like, I, I can't make guarantees about how many people are going to show up to the show because they have lives and they probably have things they have to take care of. But, yeah. you know, so it's like this convincing game of like trying to be like, yeah, like I'm good enough to come play at your bar. And I just, um, I'm not above it. Like I, I, I understand that that's sometimes part of the game, but I also know that I have dreamed for five years of creating my own tour. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing in uh, 2023. I'm doing, uh, it's called Live and Local. And I just, the name just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. No, that's a perfect And name. it was like, you know, instead of trying to chase all these markets and go to these bigger cities, what if I just found some people that were really into the kind of thing that I'm creating that wanted to host me mm -hmm. in their backyard? You know, what if I just really grassrooted this whole thing and just took a step back from trying to be, in these venues ears and trying to sell tickets and trying to do all this stuff. And just was like, you know what, for all the people that are like, when are you going to come to my teeny tiny map dot city in Colorado? Like, okay, let's make it happen. Like I can come there in April. Like is your backyard good? Like I, I don't <laughs> need, I don't need like these stages and these venues and this stuff. Like I, I I'm cool with like simplistic, you know, I'm, I'm cool with just like, me and a guitar and just making relationships and meeting people and just sharing my story and just seeing what kind of community we can create together, you know? Yeah. And that's what got my attention immediately when you started describing that on social media. I mean, 
it was just the, uh, it draws right back to that beginning. We were talking about that ember, that, that drive that you have just wanting to share. You're literally telling people, I will bring myself, I'm going to bring my equipment and uh, I'm going to show up. And if you've got a place for me, it's kind of like, we'll leave the light on for you. And I, I, I admire that so much because it, it is, it, you, you have defined what really a true artist is. A true artist is someone who has something to share and they want to share it. And let's get out way of all the middlemen and everything and just, and go direct. And you're, yeah. it's like you, like you and me right now, picking up the phone and talking to each other. It's a direct connection. And I think that you are doing that um, with this tour. So I can't wait to see, I, I can envision like um, some people who are, great fans of yours that have these barns <laughs> and they just have the, you know, the stacks of hay and everyone could sit on and you've got the, you know, yeah. out there and the, who knows, you know, you're going to find some places and like, you know, I never thought the acoustics in a place like this would be so good and you'll learn some things. So, um, I am so much looking forward to you documenting, um, where you're oh, going yeah. and everything. Cause I know you'll share. I think that's going to be absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I'm super excited about it too, because like you're saying, like, I just think that, um, you know, I've released a couple of videos on YouTube, like explaining my vision for this whole thing. It's just literally like talking head crap. And I'm hoping people are like listening to it and not like, why is this lady still talking? But like, <laughs> I just feel so passionately about it. And I have just like so much to say about it because I've wanted to do it for so long and I've just not done it. Cause in my head I was like, Oh, that'll never work. Nobody's going to host you. Nobody's going to invite you to their house. Like who would do that? And it's like, I have to trust it. You know, I've envisioned it for so long and I just have to trust that like it's there for a reason. And I think that's one thing that I'm most excited for is like when you go to a concert, like I've been to a bajillion concerts and I freaking love them. And I, you know, I just went to Marcus King like in November and I mean, he's amazing. I love Marcus King so much, but he wasn't at my house right. and he, and he wasn't like with my people. Like I was there with Matthew and we enjoyed the hell out of that concert. But there's a certain disconnect. Like, I'm there, and I'm in the room, and I'm watching this all happen live, and it's unbelievable. But there's still, like, it's put on by the man, and the venue is run by the man. And yes. I bought, the, and we bought the tickets, and we went to the thing, and it's this whole thing. Like, I, you make a whole thing out of it. You know, I got dressed up, and we leave our house, and blah, blah. Like, I want to kind of cut all that middle stuff out and be like, no. Like, just as authentically as my music is created and just as raw as I'm going to show up like mm -hmm. I just want to come to your environment I don't need bells and whistles I just want to hang out and be friends and you know like I'm never gonna well I shouldn't say never maybe I will uh <laughs> but for right now I'm not friends with Marcus King I'm just a, I'm just a fan right you know and I want my fans or people that are interested in in jumping in and doing this with me I want them to feel like they're like in it with me and like part of it and like kind of like living it with me because like you know the stuff that I've gotten things that I've gone through aren't so horrible that like no one's heard of it like my mom was an addict and I got a divorce last year like mm -hmm. that happens to a lot of people um and I've just you know tried to navigate as best as I can of how to get through it yeah. and you know I guess my message is like if you can relate this one's for you or if you're going through it right now, this one's for you. You know, Absolutely. that kind of thing. Just that really good one-on-one -on -one connection. Yeah, and those, in all honesty, the, the storytelling slash um, personal relation songs to me will always be the bread and butter of the ones that reach to me instead of um, something that has a message that is so far from anything I would ever experience that I can't relate mm -hmm. to. And uh, so I think that's fundamentally one of the greatest things about your um, songwriting is that you, you do draw from personal experience, real personal experience, or at least observation that is spoken in an authentic way. Um, so speaking of the local live tour and you're bringing gear with you and bringing stuff, I always like to mention gear because um, some people are particular about it and some people don't care. The, the last um, artist I interviewed, she really, she, you know, she's like, yeah, I got this, <laughs> this guitar as a birthday present, you know, or whatever. And this is what I use, but you've, you've been in this for a while and you've probably used some things that you like and you don't like, um, just spout out what you, what you would go to, like what's your go-to stuff for, um, creation of music and, and live also. Let's do a studio and live. Yeah. So, I, ever since I started playing guitar, 
I knew that I wanted to play lead and I knew that I wanted to play electric and I didn't know how I was going to get there or whatever. Like when I started playing guitar, I was god awful. Like I just have like these teeny tiny little fingers and like <laughs> they were weak as hell. And like, I just couldn't, I couldn't make notes happen to save my life. And I was just like determined to like figure out how anybody on this earth with small hands makes guitar happen. <laughs> um, and so, um, the acoustic guitar that I play is a Martin triple Oh one five. Um, I love it. <laughs> I thought that exact guitar out because, um, a lot of acoustic guitars have a shiny finish on it and this one has a matte finish. And uh-huh. I just feel like it just lets the sound out in a more warm tone. It doesn't have like that, like it, it's, it's <laughs> new strings or not, which I'm also a very lazy string changer, <laughs> like the laziest are. maybe in the world, like so bad, like my acoustic guitar strings right now are green and anybody listening to this that likes guitars at all is like, girl, get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's just, the finish on it is like a matte finish and I just really feel like that lets a lot of warm tones out. So acoustic wise, that's always going to be like my favorite. Okay. And then electric wise, um, I'm a Strat girl. Um, And why do you you think you became a Strat girl from just seeing a lot of Strats around and seeing friends play them Mm. or... It was a probably a Bonnie Raitt and Lindsay L thing, uh, uh, kind kind of a John Mayer thing, but yeah, he also uh, plays Paul Reed Smith. Yep. Um, so he's not really. I mean, you know, I'm sure he's got a, a great collection of straps, but he's more a PRS guy in public. Um, so I think anyway. Um, you know, people are probably going to be like, "No, he's not." But in my in my thought, he plays a lot of PRSs. Yeah. So, um, and when he has a so PRS, I got so. this, I got this. Fender Strat off of Facebook Marketplace for like 400 bucks and uh. it looks like an American professional but it's not um, and so I was kind of like dipping my toe in the water and I was like you know I really want I know that I want one but like do I know why I want one I mean like yeah like Lindsay L plays one Bonnie Raitt plays one I'm huge fans of both those guitar players mm-hmm. um, but I was like let's try it out and I tried it and I loved it and I changed the pick guard on it to make it look even more bougie. Um, <laughs> so that was like my first like falling in love with the Stratocaster was like going to Little Rock and like buying one for really cheap and like throwing it. I didn't even have a case for it. I was just like such I a novice. Back, huh? I literally just put it in the trunk and like drove home. Like it was, oh, wow. it was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. And the guy was like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Like, I'll just be careful. <laughs> you know, like, like okay, it was you awful. Do you. But see <laughs> I, yeah, he's like, I got the money. You got the guitar. It's out of my hands. So I was like, okay. So, but then, um, I, I had never really gone to like, cause I, I never believed that I was like good enough at guitar to like go to a guitar store and like play stuff and, and figure out what I like. But I guess I felt like after spending some time with my strat by myself and learning how to play like one lick, like I had some street cred. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I ended up wow. going, yeah, I know one lick, good for you over and over. The people in the guitar store are like ladies change your lick i'm like no <laughs> this is the only one i know and love um so i went to um another i went to a guitar store me and matt went and he's just like you know because we not recently because we're both so busy but you know sometimes we jam together and it's so fun and you know he's like i just want to go to like a guitar store with you and just like play with all the guitars i'm like oh, okay nice. let's go yeah so we went to this guitar store that's kind of like mom and poppy kind of by us and mm-hmm. um, i picked up this roadhouse strat um and it's got like this really cool pickup where it's got like a switch in it which it changes i i, just, I don't know how to explain it in technical terms i just know that i love it uh-huh. um and the one that i picked up was white and i'm like well i already have a white strat so i can't do that so i i sought out this uh, i think it's called mystic ice it's like a sparkly blue strat um i love it for so many reasons um but if we're talking about gear like that's my thing um and i have to have cables that are coily so i've got like a Jimi hendrix fender purple coily guitar cable which is like i couldn't go without it (laughs) um and my amp of choice is a a princeton reverb i love a good fender deluxe but i love this princeton reverb because i'm always going to be a vintage tone kind of girl um and i just love this amp so much um so I guess in a nutshell, that's kind of my, my gear rundown. And then like, you know, everything else is kind of whatever I've got. 
you know, mics and mic cables and mic stands and whatever. But like, as far as guitars go, like that's what I really care about. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a Martin acoustic guitar, matte finish girl, and I'm a Strat girl for sure. I mean, I've got um, a semi hollow body in the in a case too somewhere. But and I love her to death. Her name's Bonnie. <laughs> oh, she's named okay. Uh, a Gibson ES three thirty five, and I and I love her to death. Um, I just I just play my Strat so much. Yeah, I know I've been seeing more and more videos and I was thinking about that while you were talking. It was just, uh, um, again, authentic of putting yourself out there. But now you feel um, you feel accomplished enough, and I agree with you, to just play. Like you just play and you're like, you know what, I think this is sounding good. And you just like uh, extemporaneously are, are letting the music out. And uh, that's, that's so fulfilling to people just to see people express in a raw way instead of just, okay, these are the, this is my song and it's done, which is a whole other thing, but just to see the, the beginnings or the, the germination of songs. And, uh, I love well, that. I really appreciate you saying that because <laughs> there are people that exist on both ends of the spectrum. Okay. There, are, there are people that are like, oh, it's so cool to see the whole process, and I love your vulnerability of playing it wrong a hundred times before you play it right. And then there's sometimes when I will, like, because I don't know, I just think that showing the behind the scenes is kind of cool. Um, all about I don't know, it's, It's the kind of stuff that I like to see, so I guess I'm just doing stuff that I think I like to see. But then there's, like, Debbie Downers out there that are like, you should really learn how to play that thing before you hit record or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry that you live in such a sad life. (laughs) No, I saw your post about that. I don't don't feel like I have to have it perfect before I hit the record button. Um, I mean, I judge myself enough for enough stuff. I don't need that kind of negativity (laughs) in my life. Exactly. And, yeah. You know? And for everyone uh, being in the limelight or not that's something that you're just gonna uh, and your attitude toward is is amazing some people will like oh man oh, gosh that's gonna get me down or whatever but she's like yeah okay okay we well, can you know go listen to someone else or whatever and you just move on yeah and i think that's super healthy um because- i can't claim perfection and claim that i don't sometimes think like oh shoot like what's someone gonna think if i post this god awful thing um so maybe I do redo it if it's absolutely god awful. But at the same time, like I do feel like it's getting more, uh, more normal, and like my my normal knee jerk reaction is go somewhere else. Then you know, if you want someone that's been doing this for nine hundred years and has it all figured out and can play every lick with their eyes Carlo, closed, like Carlos Santana. <laughs> yeah, go to go to there. Yeah, go. You know, there are people like that, but. I guarantee you that all those people were exactly where I am at some point. Absolutely. I'm pretty hell bent. I'm pretty hell bent on getting better with, you know, every take that I do, every solo that I run, every whatever, like I might run a eight bar solo in a song 200 times. And every take, it gets a little bit better. Yeah. And and that's the behind the scenes things that people don't really see. And that's what I love about the reveal in these conversations is we get to see the work behind the, the end product because it isn't just something that just happens like a typical song for you from beginning to end um from the first thought to getting it i'll say on vinyl i'll I'll throw it old school but just getting it printed or whatever what would how many hours would you envision um looking oh god um (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's a really good question so sometimes like sometimes the song gets written and it pops out and i'm like okay there's nothing i would change about that but let's go something probably more common and something that I have been guilty of doing with this record that I'm working on right now. Um, I wrote this song called loving somebody right. Um, last year when I was going through my divorce and I was determined to try to get my ego out of the way, uh, from keeping me from moving on, you know, thinking like, Oh, well, if that marriage failed, then I'm doomed forever, you know? So I wrote this song and I wrote it in a very real and raw way, but I wrote it in the key of C and that's fine, but I'm going for more like blues rock, more Americana, more that kind of stuff. And for whatever reason, like I've just let that song be what it was when I created it. And I was like, okay, you know, like this is just what it is. You know, I'm just going to have to be okay with it. Like that's just how the song came out. Blah blah. Well, until yesterday, literally yesterday, literally yesterday when I was, cutting it and working with it or whatever. And I was like, what if, what if I change this song to a minor? So, I mean, I literally, (laughs) any progress that I made on the song, I'm totally changing the entire chord progression. And that's it. I've played that song probably 
I don't know, 300 times live. I don't know. I, I play it oh at pretty much every writer's round that I play. I've played it on lives. I've played it, you know, by myself to just mm-hmm. practice it. And just yesterday, oh I was God. like, you know what? I think this song was always meant to be in A minor, not in C. So uh, I'm now investing more hours than what I already did because <laughs> I'm reinventing the wheel. Oh um, wow. So I guess it's like, um, I don't know. For a three and a half minute song, gosh, maybe somewhere between whatever, how much, how much of our time I've spent on it during this past year, and maybe it's like a hundred hours. I don't know, maybe more. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's a, it's an exponentially large difference, like the difference. It's, it's yeah. Well, and I mean, like I could probably just be like Sarah. Why do you have to do that? You just leave it the way it is. But here I am. <laughs> and then, no, that I, that's the tug, right? That you 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 can't. I wouldn't deny ever uh, I would, if I were in your shoes and had that creative spark. I I think I would always listen to that and see where it went. You know, you have the previous version to to go back to and say, you know, this is. A, and I actually, as a as a fan of music in general, when there's a um, a cover of a song, I'm always listening to it. Like, oh, that's an interesting take. I like the way that they did that. And those, those chords are interesting or that solo is totally different. Or if the artist themselves does a new version, that's even more intriguing. So I think you, you should massage that a little bit and then see where it goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I definitely like the vibe of it more in that new key. Um, just because, you know, inherently major keys are happy and minor keys are sad. And, you know, it's not my goal to write a sad record, um, but I do want to do the emotions justice. And it wasn't like I just flipped my coin one day and was like, heads, I'm moving on tails. I'm going to keep crying. Like it, (laughs) it wasn't like a cut and dry kind of thing. It's a process. And so I, I, I feel like by keeping it in that like major key, it was like, well, I'm just going to do this and that's going to be the end. Um, and that just kind of isn't, isn't true to how it went. So um, I feel like if I can pull a little more emotion out of it and make it a little more like, you know, it was going this way and then like it shipwrecked instead of, well, we were just going left and then we're going right. Like there's a a big difference in those two sentiments. Absolutely. Makes total sense. Well, that is awesome. Um, I wanted to kind of finish up here with one I had on the horizon. We've covered that, the the live and local tour. Do you want to talk about, Anything like some places you have specifically planned that you're looking forward to, or you tell me when you might like have a huge announcement of I'm going to be doing these and these this time, or um, is it all still kind of in development? Um, well, it, it's in development, but I believe that it's going to just keep creating itself as time goes on. Like I've got, right. uh, we've got a date in March. It's going to be in Virginia. And also like when people are booking these, like I'm literally going to their like residence, I also, I think it's, you know, important that people understand that I'm not going to like, I'm not publishing these like locations, like on my social media. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to be at one, two, three North billiard street. And you should like, it's not like, I'm not inviting people to your house and creating like, a, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. I will say like, I'm going to be somewhere in Virginia and maybe there's a chance to like make some stops along the way or create like a little tour out, out of it. But like, you know, yeah, I want to anonymity. Give course, people yeah. their, the you know, if, if if people are like, no, publicize it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I can do that, but I think initially, like, I I think it's really important that I make people understand that, like, I'm not going to turn your backyard into a concert it's venue. Like, that's not major. my goal. <laughs> With the that's not my goal at all. all. That, yeah. No, like, I'm not <laughs> trying to bring a gigantic mob to your house. Like. Their faith is going to be at your house and everyone's going to show up. Like, no, we're going to just do it how you want to do it. This is your show at your house um, or your friend's house or whatever, you know, whatever venue you can. If you've got an Airbnb and you're like, hey, we can just crash that for the night. Like, sweet, let's do it. That's um, so nice. I love that. I'm like, so I'm just so excited to see like kind of what the tour does on its own like I'm gonna give it all the love and all the energy that I can literally possibly muster and then we're just gonna see like where it goes like between the month like obviously it's the holidays and nobody's hosting anything right now um which I understand and then it's winter which Mm -hmm. we're not trying to have a backyard party in the winter either also get that 
um, unless we're going to Florida or Texas, then maybe it's an option. (laughs) But, um, you know, I'm thinking like February or March, we should be able to kind of get some feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of my main focus right now between, between the record, getting the record done, um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of blessed with this time frame and, and the way that my brain thinks this all should work out. If I can't get this record together by the time the spring comes, then I shouldn't make it, obviously. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And, and, and speaking um, on that record, I know you, you're crowdfunding essentially for it. And so we as as fans and as listeners and as admirers or whatever, what's what is the best way because I hear it from different, different from people is you can, if you buy merch, that's the best way. If you, um, just s- straight up send Venmo, that's the best way. What, how, because obviously you're putting gas in your car, you're, you know, feeding yourself along the way to get to these places. This is self-funded. You do not have a, a record company pushing you through all of this. So how no, can you not I know how can people help you directly? Um, I'm going to, We'll put all your social media on the website, of course, and I want you to mention all that at the end here. But what's the what's the best way for us to help you make these kind of things happen? Yeah, well, and you're right. I did do a crowdfunding campaign. That was a 30-day campaign that I ran, um, I believe it was in October. It was like half of October and half of November or something like that. Um, and we raised, I had a goal of 10K. I raised about 1500 which is fine. Like some people are like, Oh, it's a failure. No, it's not really a failure. Like everything helps. Like that's, uh, you know, partially a merch budget because I had promised anyone that was part of the crowdfunding campaign that we would do special merch. And I'm still definitely going to, I don't say things that I don't mean. Of course. So, and I don't. you know, it, it's all, it doesn't take 10 K to make a record necessarily. I mean, it can, it totally can. You can spend mm-hmm. as much money as you want on a record. Um, but so, yeah, that's what we did with that crowdfunding campaign. So, um, I guess now, uh, the best way would be, um, yes, you know, you can do direct Venmos if that's what you want to do. Um, you can do PayPal if that's what you want to do. I, you know, I've got cash up, I've got all the things mm-hmm. because when I'm performing live, you know, that's, those are all questions I get asked. Like, right. you know, do you have digital payment? Methods? Yes. I have all, I have all the digital payment methods. Do I expect people to just shovel money at me? I mean, like, no. Um, but I mean, it is, it is a, a, it's the same as like when you go, like if you go to a concert, when you buy the ticket, like the ticket is partially funding, you know, the band's gas and the band's salary and the band's blah, blah, blah. You're supporting that dream. So like right now, while I'm not selling tickets to Nissan stadium Mm -hmm. or Bridgestone arena, um, that is kind of my ticket to the show, if you will, is you know, whatever generosity people, people feel like throwing towards the Venmo or the PayPal's of the world. I do have merch. I've got merch for sale on my website. Um, so you can find that. There will also be merch that goes along with the record that I'm creating. Um, but also I guess, you know, big vision, I'm envisioning that, um, you know, this tour, like tell your friends about me, tell, you know, check out my social media. And if there's something that resonates with you, like, Sharing that with your people is probably the highest compliment you can give me over and above, you know, dollars that you may send. Like, I appreciate every bit of generosity that anybody's willing to give, but I think a higher compliment personally is, hey, dude, I just heard this girl (laughs) sing this song and it like hit me right in the feelings and I want you to listen to it, you know, like, And maybe that person wants to host a show or maybe that person knows somebody that wants to host a show. And they're like, no, I got to get this girl to my backyard. Like if this girl is talking about doing shows at people's houses, I, I need that. I, I want my friends to meet her. You know, like I, I, that's for me where I'm kind of gunning for as an artist. It's not necessarily about like having people send money to my Venmo so that I can create a salary. Like I want to make a living by creating relationships and people being like, no, like that thing that you wrote that you needed, like I needed that too. So thank you for writing that. Please come to my house and share it with my people. Yeah, and I'm a big believer in throwing things into the universe in a positive way. And that's, that is absolutely what you're doing. And the, the compensation and the, the, the turn back and all of that, it'll happen. It's, it's inevitable because you are, you're donating to the world, right? 
And uh, I feel that that will be for you the case. Um, I just was envisioning this as you were talking with like, <laughs> you know, you're performing in a certain house in the, in the neighborhood and then across the neighborhood, um, literally like three streets away, the same, you know, the friend of that friend wants to do the same thing the next night. And then it just kind of expands because I don't know of, I haven't ever heard, this is so unique. I haven't ever heard of a single artist who's willing to go through that and, and I, that's poor terminology, even not willing to go through, but wanting, um, desiring to go through and just go to your place, like come to you. It's so personal that um, I feel like the the um, blessings upon you are going to just be exponential. And I hope that for you. I really hope that too. Um, you know, I've heard of a couple of artists doing this. I've actually, this mm-hmm. um, summer, I was fortunate enough to attend a show like this. And it re-sparked my desire and my vision to be like, you know what? I put that dream like kind of on the back burner, but like, no, like this is what I want to do. Like I got a little caught up for a little bit in doing it like everybody else does it. I I got, you know, some birdies in my ears that were like, nope, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to go to the writer's round, which is something I still do. And I love writer's rounds. I have my own writer's round that I host. But I got caught up in the rat race of like, nope, you got to go to Nashville and you have to do this and you got to do that. And if you want to be this and you've got to try to go viral on TikTok. And I like let that infiltrate my head for a little while, for like a couple of years. And um, I attended that show and I kind of really feel like that was kind of divinely intervened into my path because nice. um, it was just so random. Um, and so I showed up at that show and I was like, like Matt was standing next to me and he's like trying to talk to me about things. And I like couldn't even have a conversation. I was so zoned in and I was like, no, like this is what I'm doing. Like this is what I have to do. Like I have to put my crap. It, it, at first it's probably just going to be in my car and then maybe I'll be able to get a van. Yeah. And then maybe I'll be able to remodel the van and make it into like a camper on wheels or whatever. But somehow like super trendy right now, by the way, I know I'm, I'm on Pinterest. Like, <laughs> like look i can trade this and i could put shipwreck on the walls i can i can do like all this like oh, designing no, stuff with this i can man. make it so cute uh, Talk about all these plans uh, i know nice. i'm like totally gonna renovate the whole thing and make it look like chip and joanna threw up on it um <laughs> but I yeah I, you know i just i was at that show and i was watching this whole thing happen and i was like this is still the dream this is still it this is still how I want to make this happen. I still want to go straight to the source, straight to the people, meet them, talk to them, um, bring the joy, fill my own cup selfishly in the process. Um, because I really just feel like I've, I've never felt more purpose on this journey than when I am playing to people that, you know, are interested in hearing that kind of message or being in that kind of room. And I I had a a woman come up to me once. I mentioned earlier that like when I was a kid, you know, my mom was an alcoholic and she was abusive and my dad got custody of me eventually. and, And my mom passed away five years ago from her addictions. And, you know, it's just been like this this journey to figure out what that means in my life. And I had a woman come up to me and she was like, Hey, I don't know you and I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. Um, but I am eight days sober and I really appreciate you sharing that because I got to see through your song. I got to see what my daughter must be feeling like when I'm having such a hard time with my addiction. And I finally understand what my daughter is seeing when she sees me struggle. Mm -hmm. And could you please send me that song because it's going to keep me sober. And I was like, Okay, like that that's it. That, it's not it's not the arena and it's not the stadium. It's it's the one person that comes up to me and says, I'm gonna stay sober for my daughter because of you and I'm like, Um, thank you God, you know? Yeah. For helping me write that song. I I, I don't feel, you know, like any sort of special person with any special powers or whatever. I'm just a girl that write songs about her feelings and if I can help people like live a better life through the shit that I've been through in my life then like that's it for me and, and that is art in its truest form with the creator who creates it from their from their soul and their being and I I 
I feel that it's it's that you're not crying, I'm crying kind of thing. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I almost did. I yeah. kept it together, Jay, but I almost let it go. I was uh, like, no, Sarah, yeah. keep it together. Good thing. Uh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I got to get through one dang interview without crying. I swear. <laughs> well, I don't want to be whatever the the. Uh, uh, Oprah's of the world and, and get my guests to cry. So we both did a good job. Um, so let's finish <laughs> off with getting you um, some, tell me your website and all of your socials and all of that, that you have, you know, that you can think of anyway. And then of course at living uh, in the limelight.com, this will be posted for people to see um, and go to and, and appreciate, but uh, just we'll finish off with that. And it's been such a great pleasure talking with you. Oh, Jay, thank you so much for making the time. When you asked me to do this, I was like, so flattered. I, I love what you do with Georgia Has Talent. I absolutely love it. Um, and I just think that I just think you're you're one of the real ones. And I, I really appreciated like getting to be friends with you and like create a relationship with you. I just I'm, I feel so blessed. Um, so yes. social. Yes. Uh, my website is fairfacemusic.com. Um, if you're intrigued by the live and local, uh, you can go to fairfacemusic.com slash live and local. Just like it sounds. Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram, Seraphase underscore music. I'm on TikTok, Seraphase music. And as promised, <laughs> I throw myself under the bus as much as possible because if I've got to do social media, I might as well have fun with it. <laughs> you got that right. Fantastic. Well, I wish you a terrific Thanksgiving holiday with your family and the rest and repose that you need and the creative juices to finish that album that everyone's looking forward to and the live and local. We are looking forward to that. And uh, just whatever you share about that, we will absorb and uh, help support you in any way we can. Yay. I appreciate you so much, Jay. Thank you so much. You as well. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Never thought that this is what we'd be